the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon to you. We got ourselves a really big shoe for a Monday afternoon. Thanks for coming along. Kath, good to see you as well. I'm wearing the colors. I see that you are wearing a Troy Palomalo jersey. I am. I have two Troy Palomalo jerseys. Do you, though? Because he's my favorite Steeler. Well, of all time. Mel Blunt's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Troy Palomalo coming in a very close second. Mm-hmm. Um, though, just recently in uh, past years, I did buy a Ben Roethlisberger jersey. Did you? I did. Did you know? I did. Now, here's the thing I bought it at the red, white, and blue. That's okay. You still bought it. I, mean, I still bought it. Showed you two okay, colors. Okay, so I'm just saying it's, it's a big decision to buy a jersey. I don't own one. I don't own a jersey. If I was going to buy one? Why don't you want to be happy? <laughs> I'm happy. I just don't. I just don't see the need to have one. I just don't. Okay? I love the Steelers. Mm-hmm. I'm a Pittsburgher. You don't love them that much. I do. You I could just love don't, them more. I just don't have a jersey, and I'm not going to buy one. Hey, it's John Hall's Fashion Rules. You know, I'm just not buying one. If I, however, if I was going to buy one, which is stupid because you're not going to. But if I was, yeah, I'd buy Jack Lambert. What? Thank you, Mike. <laughs> Mike, do you have a Steeler jersey? Of course I do. That's right. Thank you. I mean, if you're going to live in Pittsburgh, you yeah. have to own a Steeler jersey. I don't have to. Come yeah. on, John. I okay, feel fine who, do you, about it. who do you wear? I have a Troy Palomalo jersey. Oh, yes, geez. you do, Mike. Okay. Right. Yes. I love that and about you. And Jerome Bettis. <gasps> oh, nice. Another great yeah. choice. Is there some bad blood between the Steelers and Troy? Troy Palomalo? Yeah. Well, you know, he was a little... Persnickety? A li- well, he was a little... I heard he was persnickety. Touchy. Yeah. Touchy. Touchy? Yeah. I think he's a little touchy. What? What? In the way that things ended? Well, I don't think... I mean, I'm not talking from any insider viewpoint. Just from what I have read, yeah. it seems as if he felt like he was retired a little early. But he didn't, you know, think it seriously enough that he went and, you know, tried to, you know, go someplace else. Right, exactly. Thank goodness. Exactly. Like some other unnamed players. Right. Can you imagine where we would be today as a Steelers team if we had him? Oh if we had tro- gosh, are you in his prime? Yes. If we had Troy in his prime? Oh, my goodness gracious. Remember him leaping across the line? Oh, oh yes. Which, which, what a just, you've seen copied a couple of times. Gosh, I just love him. So Steelers won yesterday. Okay, so yeah. I mean, oh, but that was goodness. a long preamble to just say that we're involved in joy and celebration today. I don't know about joy. I just more than it's oh, just relief. It, it, no, no, it's joy. Mike hit Always. it. Definitely joy. Steelers drop back. Right around the first down yard, they the six. Here's Brady down the middle. Seriously. Well said. Three difficult oh and demoralizing gosh. weeks indeed. Holy smokes. Man, that was loud. That was oh. a loud crowd. That was a good crowd, wasn't it? Yeah. That's just too much to bear. I, I, I had to take a walk. I had to leave the room and take my dog for a walk in the second quarter. 
I just did. I'm sorry. It's just too much to bear. No, and then wait a minute. No, no. I just need a little bit of clarification. Okay. I left. I left. The, you. I did during the game. I left. Did you pause it? No. I walked away. You. I did. I just walked away to take your dog for a walk. I did. Why? Because I was having a mild heart attack, and I the angst that was filling my body was way too much. So mm-hmm. I just can't. It's like eating. It's like eating chalk. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just too much. Mm-hmm. Even now, recounting that, it's way too okay. much. I'm okay. not telling anything you don't okay, already so know. Okay, so you went outside. I did. Was there anyone else outside? No, one. no, no of course really not. About, no. You know why? Because people are committed to this team, John. I knew that I had made a mistake when I'm taking the dog for a walk and trying to look at my neighbor's windows to see the game. Mm-hmm. I knew instantly I had it's to get back. Weird. So I came back home. It wasn't that weird. I came back home. <laughs> <laughs> I came back home and it was halftime and the Steelers were up 14-7 and I settled down and watched the second half well, fine. Oh, good. But it was really painful. It was so painful. Come on. Listen, I got to be honest. I'm picking on you, John, but I feel Please. like I have to just oh. be honest about who I am. Up until the very last play of the game, I thought we were going to lose. Of course you well, did. The whole time. Of course. Right? Everyone in the city of Pittsburgh was doing the same thing. The whole thing. time. I said to myself, listen, Tom Brady's going to take this team down the field. They're going to score a touchdown. It's going to be tied. <clears> and then they're going to go for two and they're going to win. Yeah. That's and then right. I'm going to be sad. And then what's the deal? In the midst of it, our good friend Ken, who, by the way, is a Green Bay Packers fan. Yeah, so he should what be the heck? disqualified from communication during The three during guys were all texting back and forth and the phone was ringing. I didn't even know you were in that text I was, I was quiet because I was like, you know, eating my foot. I was seriously. <laughs> all was right. Let's late. go to the play of the game. Can you please play me? the uh, Joe Hayden pick? Sure. Now the pressure. Brady heaves it. And is it intercepted? He came down with it. The feet down for Hayden. Intercepted. Was that awesome? Oh my my gosh. Wasn't that beautiful? Him going up? I mean, I've watched it like 15 times. You know, as soon as that ball left Brady's arm, oh right? God. it was like this really high, kind of crazy, wobbly arc. You think, oh, that was right for it. Yeah. So Which it wasn't is, surprised. Wasn't it nice to see Tom Brady throw a pass like oh, that? It's nice to see Tom Brady sitting on the sidelines he looking He threw sad. out of the back Amen. of the end zone, what, three times? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's good. He threw uh, into the back of the end zone. I look, I mean, say. what? We oh, were, my we were, gosh. They had beaten us. The record was 11 to 2. Is that right? Century, is that what it was? In this century. 11 to 2. 11 wins, their 11 wins versus our two losses. Our, our two wins. Our two wins. Oh, oh my holy gosh. Smokes. Crazy. It was completely fabulous. All right. So uh, that's good. So we live to see another week, and we're still in the hunt. Oh, yeah. We're totally still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be playing in New Orleans next Sunday night. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. New Orleans is playing tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay? So they're going to be... Really tired. They might be a little tired. No, they're going to be really tired. I feel it. <laughs> really who are they? I don't even know who they're playing tonight. Tonight. Yeah, can you look that up for me? Is Mark? that uh, is that on broadcast television? Uh-huh. I mean, it, yeah, it's Monday Night Football. Well, you, ESPN. A lot of times NFL sort of makes it the NFL. Or is that Thursday night? That's Thursday night. Okay, the NFL yeah. property. Yeah. Okay. So Wait, New the, the Monday Saints. Night Broadcast team, well, that's not very good. Have I you miss, watched that? Yeah. That's not good. I miss Don Meredith, oh. quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Don Meredith left about 50 Dandy years ago. Don. I miss Dandy yeah. Don. They play the Carolina Panthers. Oh, Carolina's been in a free fall since we beat them. Oh, good. That's I don't great. think they've won a game since the Steelers beat them. Mm, okay. Tonight at 8.15. Okay. Right. Though, so we have to root very strongly for the Panthers tonight. Yeah, I agree. To, to be To be extremely taxing to the New Orleans Saints. Please. To, to the point where they just can't even, can't even muster enough strength.
Right. So that on Sunday, yes. is it Sunday afternoon? Night. Late? Sunday night. Mm-hmm. It's the 8-15 game. I don't like that either. Because then, you, then you're anxious all day long. Well, don't worry, because you can just take your dog for a I'm walk. I'm taking that. Believe me, that was good mental health. That was wisdom is what that was. Coming up next, the annual White House Christmas poem, which is penned by uh, our national Nobel laureate, mm-hmm. Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent. He'll share the poem with us coming up next. Don't miss this. Poetry in the White House. 101.5 WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Much of the world celebrates the birth of baby Jesus in the manger, but do they really know who he is? The little baby in Matthew 1 is the mighty God of Genesis 1. John tells us all things were made by him. He is the key to the mystery of history. Adrian Rogers reveals what the Bible teaches about the mystery of history. This month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley Financial plans are all penalty exempt. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. Here's some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance, or more importantly, if you signed up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing program that's been around for 25 years, and they have hundreds of thousands of members all across the country. And get this, over the years, MediShare members have shared more than $1 billion of each other's medical bills. Best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money. Think you're stuck with a high-cost health plan that doesn't have a lot to offer? Well, think again. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They're super easy to talk to. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. Hey, welcome back. Every Monday we start the show going to the White House. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us to give us a look at what's going in and around the nation's capital. And this week, this is something we wait for all year long. Greg, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? 
Hi, John. I'm good. And Kathy, great to be back. Now, we want to save the best for last, Greg. And so we're going to uh, have you recite your annual White House poem at the end of our time, um, because there's so many other thrilling, exciting things we need to be talking about that's going on inside the Beltway right now. Um, so Christmas poem coming up in just a couple minutes. OK, talk to us first. Are we really going to have another government shutdown, Greg? Well, we're headed there right now simply because there's just not a deal yet uh, between the White House and Congress. Uh, whether whether one can be uh, agreed to by Friday midnight, that's the big question right now. Um, half of Congress isn't even in for another day or so here in Washington. So uh, just like any good college student cramming before if final exams, that's what uh, Washington is doing, waiting until just uh, hours before this this, this you know, this deadline. Right. And essentially what's, as you probably know, the big hang-up right now is the border wall funding that President Trump is insisting be at a $5 billion spending level. Uh, Democrats have countered with a couple of proposals. They say we can just keep the current security funding at $1.3 billion or expand it with some other security measures and fencing, but not really the wall that the president wants for $1.6 billion. And then there's the five billion that the president wants. So, so it's a it's a standoff right now. There are some there are some murmurs sort of in the background here in Washington that um, the president, the White House, may be open to some sort of a deal. But as of right now, today, Monday afternoon, no deal. Wow, Greg, seriously, this is in many ways unbelievable that he, we've reached this point. The President Trump's campaign promise has come all this way. Uh, it looks as though it's, you know, a standoff in some ways. Uh, I can't imagine what the outcome is going to be. I mean, uh, what are people whispering? I mean, does this thing, does the wall itself have any reality of being a reality? Well, Democrats will say no. Even some Republicans will say uh, the boasting that the president has, has done about um, the portions of the wall that have been already built, um, they will argue that it, it, basically uh, there has been reinforcement done to some barriers along the southern border, uh, but nothing like the plans that the president had campaigned on, as you mentioned. And so uh, really w- what we're looking at now is whether the president will back down from a pretty pretty strong statement he made late last week when he said that he would be proud to shut the government down over the issue of border security because he believes it's such an important issue. Um, so he's really tied down to, you know, to those comments of being proud to, to close the government. Of course, Democrats seized on those remarks uh, in that sort of remarkable uh, Oval Office visit that the president had with the top two Democratic leaders, Pelosi mm-hmm. and Schumer, last week. Um, so essentially, uh, some some of what we're hearing is that the president may be open to the idea of, and we've done this before here in Washington, uh, a temporary spending bill that um, will essentially kicks the can down the road for another few weeks, maybe even a couple of months. Word is, though, that the White House isn't really keen on doing that just for a week or two. So we'll just have to see uh, if the president can somehow... Based on what he said last week, if he if he's open to some sort of a compromise or a proposal from the Democrats, if he can you know save political face uh, and accept that before Friday. 
Greg Clugston is with us, SRN News White House correspondent. So, Greg, it's been, I don't know, four or five days since uh, many of us watched the televised argument, the back and forth uh, between President Trump and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer on this issue of border wall funding and uh, security for the country. And so I'm wondering, you know, since the dust has settled a little bit, you know, initially it was, you know, people saying, oh, you know, Nancy got the best or, you know, well, I don't think anybody said Chuck did, but people were on the president's side and her side. Now that the dust has settled, the president feels like this is what the country wants to see, this sort of back and forth, this type of, you know, honest interchange, even if it's a little dicey? I think so. Based on what we've seen um, coming out of the White House over the weekend, we had uh, one of the president's senior advisors, Stephen Miller, on the Sunday talk shows, and he was doubling down uh, on exactly what the president said in that Oval Office meeting with the Democrats saying that, yes, the president would be proud to shut down the government over this issue, that uh, that he is willing, that he, the president, is willing to do what is ever, whatever is necessary to, to secure this kind of funding. Um, so there didn't seem to be any budging by the White House in their public messaging mm-hmm. on this issue, Kathy. So, um, you know, based on what they're saying publicly, they're holding the line so far. Uh, but behind the scenes, whether the president would, um, who's, you know, scheduled to be, you know, planning to go to Florida here to Mar-a-Lago for uh, the Christmas and New Year's vacation. Uh, you know, and of course, Congress has plans on getting out of town. But whether or not everybody stays or they push it right up until the midnight deadline on Friday, we have to wait and see. I see. So, Greg, it looks as though uh, two years into President Trump's uh, presidency that he has avoided a lot of catastrophe. But things are mounting. It feels the Mueller investigation, despite what people say about it. I mean, there's real political traction going on in some ways. Do you think that the president has been harmed, that the presidency somehow has, you know, absorbed enough hurt and rancor and confusion? Some would say just, you know, out and out insanity that the president is in danger of losing any power that he may have coalesced? Well, this coming year is going to be far different, uh, at least in in the White House congressional relations, obviously with the Democrats taking control of the House they will have the subpoena power of oversight committees and other committees that uh, are going to be wanting to uh, look deep into the Trump administration, various departments and agencies, uh, and they may even want to get close to you know, people in and around the White House and the president himself. So uh, there's going to be that uh, as just sort of a bottom-line difference. And what's interesting, too, is when you look at the first two years of the, of the Trump presidency, um, up until just a few weeks ago, for example, the stock market had been just climbing, climbing, climbing. That was one source of pride yes. for the president to repeat. Um, and we have been a country that has not been in war other than just, you know, we've got obviously still uh, soldiers and troops uh, in places like Afghanistan and the Middle East um, to a certain degree. But there's, it's, it's been largely a peaceful time, and the president has had Republican control of, of both houses of Congress. But now, as he's uh, as we're heading toward 2019, um, you know, at least two of those three major items are going to be shifting. He's not going to have the Republicans in control of the House, as I just mentioned. So the Democrats are going to be a real um, obstacle for him politically and possibly otherwise. And then also you have uh, a tanking stock market. And obviously, markets go up, uh, up and down, and there are global um, implications and, and forces to be dealt with as well. And that's true for any president. But it'll be really interesting, John, to see how the president 
deals uh, and, and governs in circumstances where um, he may be facing even more headwinds than he did during the first two years. All right, I think it's time. We've done business as we should have done, Greg. But I think um, I think we've all been waiting long enough for the annual Christmas poem. Now, for our listeners who are just joining us, Greg, who aren't familiar with this tradition that you have established, um, talk about how this started and how many years you've been doing this. Well, Kathy, it is uh, a bit of a milestone year. This is my 20th no. annual poem. What? No. 20. Holy smokes, Greg. Which, which essentially all that means is I'm, I'm an old guy now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're but, a poet, so that makes a difference. But, yeah. <laughs> well, real poets might, might differ with that, but I'll, I'll leave that for another discussion. Essentially, the background of the story is uh, the reporters in the basement area, the lower-level uh, workspace of the press briefing room at the White House, for more than 20 years have have uh, thrown together a little informal Christmas gathering every year. It has grown in size over the years. We invite everybody who's there in the press corps that day, and we invite uh, members of the White House press office, like the press secretary and other officials. They're all, all welcome to come down to our our, our humble basement, and uh, we just have a little potluck lunch and uh, celebrate uh, the end of the year and Christmas. And so uh, I, 20 years ago, agreed to do a little poem just to commemorate the year. Well, little did I know that it would last for two decades, and uh, what the poem has turned into is a presidential re- news year and review type of poem, and uh, that's where we stand today. Very nice. Now, Greg, we saw a photograph. Uh, Sarah Sanders did come down, uh, I saw, for the reading of the poem, um, as is the tradition with press secretaries. Um, did she make any comment or defend you in any way? <laughs> well, she did not defend me, but she didn't really rebut me either, mm, so I okay. guess that's good. She was, yeah, she was just standing three or four feet away, uh, and she was joined uh, by a, a good contingent from the press office this year. Nice. She had the White House communications director bill shine was there and uh, media communications strategist mercedes schlapp and some of her other deputy secretaries so they were all all there they i think understand that this is not meant to be any sort of a mean-spirited or political gotcha event Um, which makes it so unique (laughs) yeah well uh, thankfully so i think it is Um, they obviously see a lot worse and hear a lot worse on late night comedy shows and saturday night live and all the rest my effort, my effort is really meant to be just sort of a, uh, even though some of the subject matter is maybe not uh, light and happy, uh, is supposed to be meant in a, in, a, in a festive, lighthearted manner of looking back at the big events of the year concerning the president and the White House. Very nice. Well, okay then, without further ado, here is Greg Clugston's 2018 White House Christmas poem. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and in the White House, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse." The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes border wall funding soon would be there. (laughs) POTUS was sleeping, all tucked in his bed, while visions of tariffs danced in his head. He dreamed of the year that had just run its course, a travel ban upheld, the launch of Space Force. Trump kept his word, no new deal with Iran, and warned of invasion from a rogue caravan. He and the Dems bickered over immigration as migrant families faced border separation. There were summits abroad with Putin and Kim and support for the Saudis, despite a murder so grim. Twice in two years came a SCOTUS nomination as the country witnessed a wrenching confirmation. 
In the Oval, Kanye's rant was rambling and blue, while the first lady's jacket claimed, I don't care, do you? Trump said goodbye to Generals Kelly and McMaster. A wonder he didn't fire Jeff Sessions any faster. The West Wing was rattled by a New York Times release citing quiet resistance in an unsigned op-ed piece. Trump rallied his base during midterm travel, but soon Speaker Pelosi will again hold the gavel. Day after day, POTUS lashed out on Twitter, sending out tweets often hurtful and bitter. Melania's new platform tells kids to be best, but Donald's remarks put her cause to the test. More rapid than eagles, the insults they came. He shouted at critics while calling them names. Now low life, now horse face, low IQ Maxine. You're the most corrupt politician I've ever seen. Sloppy Steve, weak person, you're nothing but talk. Tillerson was lazy and dumb as a rock. Trump badgered Mueller, his language was biting. Still, he gave angry Democrats his answers in writing. Hush money payments and contact with Russians made impeachment a topic in D.C. discussions. All of a sudden, there arose such a clatter, POTUS jumped up to see what was the matter. When, who should appear but a rude, terrible person? It was reporter Jim Acosta. Things surely did worsen. The tension was thick, and tempers did spike when Acosta refused to give up the mic. And I heard Trump exclaim on the North Lawn grass, Merry Christmas to all. I'm revoking your pass. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. You've outdone yourself. i got to be honest. I just thought that the Santa was going to be Trump again. Oh, yeah. I just, I didn't even think about Acosta. Oh. <laughs> Greg, you're I, good. I, you're just I good. Yeah, unfortunately, Jim uh, was not there for the live reading at the party. He mm. came later in the afternoon, and uh, he was looking over. I handed him a personal copy of it, and uh, he got a good laugh out of it and was a good sport. And uh, he thought it was he, – he didn't think it was too bad, although he was joking with me, although maybe only half-joking. He said there was no mention of the court-ordered reinstatement of my press pass. <laughs> he said that's a lot to rhyme. That sure is. Exactly. Well, that's fabulous, Greg. Really, it is. I mean, have you been picked up? I mean, because in the years past, we've uh, seen in the pages of USA Today, because it's always become a, it's become a Christmas tradition here. Well, it has, and my uh, I, I can I can tell you that yes, usatoday.com uh, on both their Twitter feed and also their website, uh, you can you can look it up there. It's found, and uh, you can you can look it there. And uh, anyway, I was really pleased that they they decided to print it again. Well, it's fabulous, Greg. I got to really. be honest with you. That's just funny. You are really. I mean. <laughs> The, the, the melding of intellect, insanity, and, and poetry. And plus, I can't believe all that happened this year. Yeah, that's an awful lot. Well, and to, and to think that it wasn't even everything, but a lot of the highlights right. and a few of the lowlights. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, Greg, my friend, thank you so much. Merry Christmas to you and your family. We greatly appreciate all your time here, giving us your insight about what's happening in and around Washington, D.C. Thank you so much. Thank you, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Greg Clugston. Hey, that's A+. Plus. It really is. Mm-hmm. 
Castle Toys and Games in Beaver, Wexford, Oakmont wishes you a warm and merry Christmas filled with imagination and delight that lasts long after the presents are opened. And may your new year be blessed with more time to play and laugh together with games and toys that bring everyone in your whole family around the table. Warmest wishes to you and yours from Castle Toys and Games, your local independent toy store serving area families since 2005 in Beaver, Wexford, Oakmont at castletoysandgames.com. Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection for your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Growing up, Sue never felt like she would be a good mom. She didn't have the skills or desire to raise children. But Sue discovered the practical help she needed most. Focus on the family has been so so meaningful to me, and my parenting has been just the most wonderful resource I think that God could provide. I'm Jim Daly. Give the gift of family to help more people like Sue. And when you give today, your donation will be doubled. Please call 800-A-FAMILY. Everybody's making money at it except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your online marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. There are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. That's surroundpittsburgh.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at stockfamilydentistry.com. This is Pastor Ben Kendra of Hillside Christian Community in Carnegie. Join us this Christmas Eve for a family-friendly contemporary candlelight service at 6.30 p.m. and worship the amazing God who took on human flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. Visit hillsidechristiancommunity.org. Justpayhalfpittsburgh.com is the best place to get great gifts for half price. Right now, get deals from Cinna Roasted Almonds, Caliente Pizza and Draft House, Qdoba Mexican Grill, and many more. To have your business featured, send an email to customer service at justpayhalfpittsburgh.com. Mothers Against Drunk Driving supports victims of drunk driving, drug driving, and underage drinking at no charge. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. Patchy clouds expected for tonight with the low dropping down to 26 degrees and chilly day for tomorrow with a mixture of clouds and sunshine, a high near 35 in the afternoon. As we get into your Tuesday night, mainly clear and the low dropping down to a chilly 24. Lots of sunshine expected throughout the day on Wednesday, becoming milder in the afternoon as we get to a high near 45. I'm AccuWeather Samantha Walp on 101.5 Word FM. This is the season for gift giving as well. Now, there is a mega church pastor who is um, under scrutiny because last Saturday he posted a video of himself uh, on Instagram mm-hmm. handing his wife the keys to a $200,000 Lamborghini Come. SUV for, wait, for wait, their eighth anniversary. Wait. I need to pause for a minute. Okay. 
Since when do Lambos come in the SUV shape? Well, you know, when Porsche started. Yeah, the Cayenne? Yeah. That's when Lamborghini started an SUV? Well, I would just say, I'm not sure when exactly, but now it's become, you know, sort of... Wow, I've no, I have to be honest, I've never seen that. A Lamborghini. It's very pretty, as you might imagine. Mm-hmm. It's a Lamborghini. So uh, John Gray's his name. Did and, he inherit uh, money from a wealthy relative? Well, not to be fair, he says, my wife has pushed for my dreams and my vision. She's toiled with a man who's still trying to find himself. It carries a weight. I wanted to honor her for how she's covered me. He said that uh, he has not spent a penny, a nickel of the church's money to pay, to pay for this Lamborghini. He said, I don't see anybody screaming how basketball players drive what they do while you're paying cash to see them play in arenas. Okay, or you, well, you don't think there's a difference between being a pastor and a basketball player? Well, you know, I mean, look, I, I'm not, uh, as always with these stories, there's, it's multifaceted. I'm not trying to defend the guy. I'm just saying, he's saying he did not spend any of the church's money. So wherever that money came from, I'm, you know, I'm obviously, I would hope that it would be legal money that he's a pastor. Do you think? And doing the right thing. Okay. So it, it's probably a good baseline. A $200,000 car? Who's driving a $200,000? It doesn't speak well for for the pastor to preach. It sure doesn't. Um, when you're spending that kind of money, whether it comes from the church or from his own personal income or not. I don't know. But he's under he's under uh, scrutiny. All right, I am taking a different tack. Uh, yeah, I'm just share. concerned about the car. I'll be honest with you. Why? Okay, I'm looking at this. This is this is not an attractive car. This is a waste, in my opinion. And that, of course, all I'm giving you. This is this is only opinion. What a waste of a couple grand, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Look, look, this is. I'm not a supercar fan because they're just so over the top that you're just you're a dweeb when you drive it because it's just way too much. Come on, it'd be fun to drive that. You it'd know, be it fun, would be. But I would. But I'm not gonna look. Look yeah, at that. It's pretty. You see, think you it's think pretty. it's pretty. I see, do. I don't think it's pretty. Yeah, I think it's pretty. Mike, can you see this? That Lamborghini. Mike, what do you think about that? I think I think it's pretty. Oh yeah, I love that. It's no. sleek. You I like guys. the color. Yeah, me too. I like the design. You can. Mm-hmm. I can see myself in it, Mike. But well, I'd be a nervous wreck. Doesn't sound like that. No, that sounds like a '68 Chevelle. The GTO. Okay, all right. There you go. Close, Somewhere that same. It's okay. called the, it's called the Urus. The U R U S. Yeah. Urus. Um, I'm I'm voting against it. Voting against it. Well, can you imagine what else you could buy for two hundred thousand dollars? I can imagine several things I'd like yeah, to buy. Pay for off your house and feel good about it. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And then some. Yeah. If you were going to buy an SUV, John, if you were an SUV, yeah. Would you, would you buy the Urus, or, or is there another SUV that you think you'd like? No, I think you know it's an SUV. So you reach a sort of point where you kind of go, uh, do I need a Toyota 4Runner? Yeah, exactly. Is that going to be know, fine? It's like it'd be more than fine. I think I'd like an Audi. An Audi? I, th- I like the Audi SUV. I think it's nice. I would feel co- I'd feel self-conscious would driving you? anything like that. You were just telling me that you like the Lambo. I'm not <laughs> saying I'd own it. I'm saying I like it. I mean, from a distance, I can admire it and go, that's, that's pretty. But I'm not going to go out and buy it. Okay, so you... So you you wouldn't you wouldn't have the the what's called oh, the Euros? No, no, never, okay. never. So you, but you wouldn't years. have the Audi either. No, okay, no, not. A, if, but if you're going to buy an SUV, because you know, well, if you're going to buy an, are, you, are you thinking about my Chevy Equinox? Come on, you know that's high well, on your it, list. It's something you like want to put like a you know a chair in or you know um, manure or thing. It's you, supposed to be, it's be for I'm, sports and utility, as I'm I understand it. it. I'm, you know, you're going to put junk in right, it, right? A two hundred thousand dollar Lambo as an SUV. What are you not going to put anything in that? You're not going to go to a yard sale and put, you know, 
somebody does it speak ill of me that you brought up this provocative Christian topic laden with you know spiritual content that we could have dissected, and I went right to the car. Yeah, you did because you know you're watching. What are you watching? Uh, Top Gear. Yeah, the Grand Tour. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Anyway, the two hundred thousand dollar car uh, is not worth it. First off, no. and second of all, if you're a, I, I know that we live in a society and, a, and an economy where you know we we need to, and I believe this. We need to trust each other to monitor our own bank accounts. You know, I'm not, I don't want to get into your stuff and Mike's stuff and I don't want you to get into my, I mean, I just think we ought to trust each other. However, when you're a pastor and you're handing the keys to a $200,000 car, I feel like it's a little over the top. He says to, to his defense, Pastor Gray said with the income from other projects, he can afford to make her happy. What are, okay. what are his other, what, what the heck well, is he doing for his other projects? I think he's written like books to... and things like that. I do, you know, he's right. an author. So he can afford to make her happy. I mean, you know, he loves his wife. But well, you love of, your wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mike, you love Mrs. New Mike, right? She's driving Heck a... Yeah, I do. Are dri- you, you're not buying I, her the Lambo. I would, though. Would you? Yeah. I would I mean, not. You it, would not. It's First off, it's not a sin to be rich. No, it's you know? not. So, you know, if, if my wife really wanted one of that and she puts up with me... Okay, Heck yeah. Wait a minute. I'd buy it for her. If you were going to a church and your pastor did that for his wife... I'd say kudos to him, man. Would you really? No, I, I don't think I would. I mean, if the church is is healthy in a healthy state, why not? I mean, no. Who are we to Who are we to say right. what he can do or not do with his own money? Look at how open minded New Mike okay, is. Okay, Mike. Well, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Sorry, that's just the, how I. The felt. way he okay. says it means it's not fine. No, it's not really <laughs> no, fine. Exactly. No, look. If you saw your pastor driving a two hundred thousand dollar car, you'd feel kind of funny about Plus, that. Plus, he's not awkward? driving the two hundred thousand dollar car. He's driving a whole other car yes, how yes. much did that cost i don't know so don't if know. it was half of what his wife's cost it was only a hundred would you would you feel better john if he was driving a clunker and he was she was driving that no i wouldn't want no. my pastor to drive a clunker either right i don't want him to you yeah. know to suffer and i don't want him to be too extravagant right. that's all but who am i to say i mean i like, know that's so bad we've yeah. been talking about it because exactly. we're not pastors I no. need to, i'm not pointing my finger at something no you know if a pastor wants to drive a you know a saturn or a cadillac that's up to him First no, of all, would, a saturn would be a great choice i would feel guilty as a pastor driving that type of car. Well, no. okay. I would, personally. So if you were the but, pastor. Yeah, if I was a pastor, I would feel guilty. Well, so, so, so then everything that a poor pastor does, no, poor pastor, everything that a pastor has to do then all of a sudden is open to scrutiny by your parishioners yeah. and by yeah. the, yep. the general well, public. Well, it it's awkward. You're and, in a fishbowl. Look, and I, I'm on a church staff myself. We all feel this way. Is Our salary comes from the people that are sitting out there. But he's saying that this car was not bought on the church's salary. No, he didn't say it was bought on the church's salary. He said he didn't take... Other, yeah. He, it didn't say that it wasn't his salary, did no, he? No, no. He said he he paid for the car from um, income from other projects. Oh, okay. So it's not from the church. No. Oh. No, from other projects. So, so you know, no, he's got other income streams. Well, maybe he well, came... Maybe he's, you know, somebody died find, in his... Can we find one of those other income <laughs> I'd like streams? like to know what he's doing, yeah. Maybe somebody died in his family who was a multi-billionaire. And they were like, hey, man, you know, here's some cash. And he's like, I'm going crazy because I love my wife and I'm buying a Lambo. Uh, oh, okay, okay. It's fine. Should have bought a different car. Yeah. Could have bought himself a forerunner. Saved Rolls a lot Royce. of money. That's all. It's a nice Jaguar. Yeah. Mm. Karen Swallow Pryor is up in a little bit. We're talking about books. I like Audis. <laughs> How about an Aston Martin? No, you it's not that stuff. Yeah. 101.5 WORD with James McDonald and Walk in the Word. When you're lost and what to pray about, it's time to return to the basics. Join us this week as we hear solid biblical teaching on the discipline of prayer. Learn the Lord's standard for your prayers and how prayer is sometimes tied to your health. 
Discover more truths that will lead you into the breakthrough you may be needing this season. This week on Walk in the Word with James McDonald. Tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. on 101.5 WORD. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with my pillow, you can enjoy the most wonderful sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and I've been enjoying a great night's sleep for years thanks to my pillow. And believe it or not, it's still in as good a shape as it was when I took it out of the box. That's because Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, made it machine washable and dryable, and his patented interlocking fill guarantees it will never lose its shape. If you've never tried MyPillow, now's the perfect time with Mike's holiday four-pack special. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention promo code WORD and get two MyPillows plus two Go Anywhere pillows for one low price. Exclusive for this offer, you'll get free holiday shipping, and they're even extending their money-back guarantee on the four-pack through March 1st of 2019. Plus, it comes with a 10-year warranty. Mention promo code WORD when you call 1-800-961-9207 or enter it when you visit MyPillow.com today. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Give your praise team a rich professional sound. Hear every word of the pastor's sermon in crystal clear audio. Communicate through sharp, vibrant HD video. Kinetics AV has designed some of the largest sound systems in the country. They also design audio-visual solutions for the most basic needs of the smallest rural church. From full system installation to repairs, consulting, and on-site training, this is how Kinetics is moving sound forward at KineticsAV.com. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to say the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. Word FM knows what our fan club members really want for Christmas. One you're actually allowed to have. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Don't shoot your eye out. Enter our fan club Christmas giveaway at wordfm.com now through December 18th for a chance at great prizes, including $100 gift cards to popular retailers and more, with multiple ways to increase your chance to win a gift for yourself or someone you love. The fan club Christmas giveaway at wordfm.com. I'm a child of the church, grew up in the church. Grew up being influenced by the church. I think my greatest models were people who were in the church. Um, and so as I was growing as a person and learning about what books could bring to a life, um, I think a lot of people in the church influenced the kind of books I was reading. And also. also, well, also the kind of music I was listening to. You know, growing up in the 80s, um, Christian music was kind of CCM, was just kind of starting off. Yeah. And from the very beginning, kind of the the overarching feeling or worldview that was kind of suggested to us as kids is that if you were really going to follow God, then you needed to get rid of your Zeppelin albums, 
you needed to, you know, ditch your ACDC or whatever it is you were listening to and you should embrace what? You should embrace Amy Grant or you should, you know, listen to Mylon Lefevre or, you know, whoever mm-hmm. it was because that was the way that you should follow God. And, yeah. and reading and the books we read kind of in the same way. So it was good to read Christian novels or it was good. And I'm not talking about nonfiction stuff or commentary or devotional or anything. like. That. I'm just talking about reading stories, fictional books. Wait, you're saying Amish fiction? <laughs> Amish, Amish fiction. You know, I never read Amish fiction. Well, that's a big genre. I missed that whole genre. Yeah. But Amish fiction wasn't a big deal then, as it is now. But anyway, there was this feeling that if you were going to read outside, if you were going to read regular fiction, that you could, I mean, certainly could, but it was like a step down. It mm. certainly wasn't going to help you spiritually. But then over the years, as I became older, as I had my own children, and I, I started to see things kind of change. So even when my kids were little, the Harry Potter thing was a big, like, contentious issue. Are we going to let our kids read Harry Potter? And people were very, very... Sure, one way or the other. I would never, ever, ever let my kid read Harry Potter. Or I would never, ever not let my kid read Harry Potter. Well, now that we've gotten, you know, another 20 years past that or 15 years past that, now it seems like people who believe in Jesus are much more willing to read all sorts of different things. And I would think that that would be a real step forward, that hopefully we have our own Christian worldview established enough in our minds that when we go off and reread something on the New York Times bestseller list or, uh, you know, the latest Marilyn Robinson book or whatever it is, that we can engage yeah. in that in a full way. Well, certainly things that have stood the test of time as classics, not as though like you're reading Danielle Steele, right? That's, but, I certainly wouldn't put that in the classic category. Right. But you know what I mean? There are things that are just... That are just good right, to right. literature. But here, but here's the thing: didn't they didn't they say all along that if you read good Christian literature, or good, no, pardon me, if you literature. read good literature, then that would make you a more empathetic person? Yes. Well, if that's the case, then what I looked at on Twitter this weekend, I mean, we're failing miserably. Yes. Something's happened because there's Twitter fights. However, there are still people who point us in the right direction to good literature that makes an impact on how we look at the world and especially is how we live out our faith. Karen Swallow Pryor is with us. Karen joins us from Liberty University. Her latest book is called On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books. Karen, welcome back to the show. It's great to be back with you guys. All right. So, Karen, I know that at the beginning of your article, you chronicled a lot of things I just talked about, which is how we used to look from the Christian worldview at secular reading. Yes. I mean, it ha- I think, you know, we, the experiences that you just described, Kathy, are so similar to the ones that I had growing up in the church. I actually even had a, a youth pastor um, who who sort of boasted to us about burning his records when he was in college, and, oh, I just cringe to think of that now, no. um, to think that, you know, that we think we have to burn things rather than think critically about them and engage them and, you know, and, and be discerning. Um, and I think we're moving in, the, in, the, in a better direction um, within American Christian culture these days in, in the, towards discernment and cultural engagement rather than burning. But what do you say about uh, Twitter? Just watching a conversation happen between two people that John and I know well over the weekend, I was in despair. I mean, how is this, how is reading good literature making us more compassionate when that's how we're communicating? Well, I, I wonder if the, if the, the people engaged in that kind of Twitter thread are reading good literature or reading it well, the title of my book. Um, there is a lot to despair about 
that we see on Twitter um, and other social media. And I saw some pretty despairing things in the last few days myself, maybe even the same uh, same conversations. Um, but I think that what reading good literature does for us is that it actually enlarges our perspective enough that we can be m- more have a, have a posture of listening toward mm-hmm. to other people that we disagree with, asking for further understanding. It certainly doesn't mean agreeing with everyone, but it certainly can help us to engage more constructively and more inquisitively as opposed to just assuming the worst or wanting to use someone's tweet for you know, in order to signal some virtue to all of our followers. Right. So, Karen, I'm sure a common uh, question or theme that you hear from people that they would say, I'd like to read classic works or good works of literature, but they intimidate me because I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to read or and I'm not quite sure how that's supposed to make me feel. Well, of course, on reading well is kind of a guide to the works of literature that I talk about in the book. Um, but also, what more than that, what I'm hoping for in writing this book and my first book, Books, Literature, and the Soul of Me, is not only to help readers understand those particular works, because let's face it, there are lots and lots of books in the world, and I only wrote about a few, but actually to model a way and teach uh, people, because I am an English professor, how to read literature, which, which I mean, there are lots of ways that we can get better at that, but um, some of the ways are, are really very simple. They just have to do with slowing down and reading reading things more slowly than we, you know, we, we read literature more slowly than we should read tweets and mm-hmm. newspaper articles, right. marking, understanding, engaging in book clubs. There are lots of ways to do it, but we just have to be intentional. And what about, Karen, just the process of choosing to sit down to read? I mean, people say, well, that's no big deal. But it really is a big deal if you look at how often we sit down and choose to look at our phone instead. It is really a big deal. And I have to confess that for me, an English professor who's loved books all my life, it's an increasingly bigger deal because it's harder and harder to do that. Our phones and our emails um, and our media demand so much of our attention that we really do have to be intentional and discipline to carve out that time. And I, I know that's true of myself. And um, it's just something that's required in the, in the nature of the world as it is today. Karen, what about the joys that come from reading? I mean, people who haven't done it, they think, boy, you, you know, you're really right. I should stop looking at my phone. But it's hard to, you know, it's like anything. It's like starting an exercise program. All you can see at the beginning are just mm-hmm. the gigantic hills you have to climb. That's a really good comparison because it can be a lot of pain maybe in the beginning with little gain. And I mean, we know, we know from, from statements of people who've been involved in it, we know that the social media, the Twitter and Facebook and all of those things are designed to deliver, you know, dopamine to our brain and pleasure and press our pleasure buttons in a way that books simply don't do. So we have to look, we have to realize it's a different kind of pleasure. It's a different kind of joy that comes with an investment of time and an investment of thought and care. And it doesn't come quickly. It doesn't come, you know, through many notifications all day long. Um, it come, it's a, it's a long-term kind of joy that you get from investing some time and uh, emotional, intellectual energy into a story or a poem. Um, it's very quiet compared to social media. Um, and in that way, I think that 
reading literature and putting and, and devoting some time to that can be an, a kind of spiritual discipline because it goes so against mm-hmm. the things that fill up our days. Yes. So, Karen, with just a minute or so left, uh, the semester is just about over, if not over uh, in most colleges across the country. You yourself at Liberty University, I'm sure you're going to carve out some time over the Christmas break to just uh, relax and read as much as possible, right? I am, and, and don't tell my students because I haven't finished grading their papers mm-hmm. yet. But I've already I've started sneaking some some pages of a novel that I've been wanting to read for a long time. So what's what's the novel? Tell me. Started. It's uh, the, the first novel by the short story writer George Saunders, Lincoln and the Bardo. It's a very experimental novel. Um, but speaking of empathy, Saunders is known for um, being able to capture different people's voices, and uh, so I'm really looking forward to this novel. Ooh, Very nice. Sounds good. Thanks, Karen. The author of On Reading Well, Finding the Good Life Through Great Books, Karen Swallow Pryor. Karen, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us throughout the year. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas to you, too. Hey, find out more about Karen Swallow Pryor on our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, or on the web, johnandkathyshow.com. Karen Swallow Pryor. Maybe you know exactly how you want the ring to look, or maybe you won't know it until you see it. Either way, when you're ready to ask, Jared is ready to help. With our incredible assortment of loose diamonds and on-site design center, we make it easy to find or create the perfect ring. And with our price match guarantee, we're devoted to helping you get it at a price you'll love. Just shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. You don't know when your furnace will call it quits, but you can rest assured it'll be at the most inconvenient time possible. And who has all day to wait around for a tech to arrive? With Ventec, there is no waiting around, including evenings and weekends. Ventec will repair and replace forced air, central AC, and even offers split mini-duct units to heat and cool individual rooms. With flat rate pricing instead of hourly fees. Clean, courteous, convenient, and A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Ventec, 412-793-0661. She just made me feel so comfortable, and I've been going to her ever since. After avoiding the dentist for years, an emergency led Pamela to Dr. Megan Stock. She made me feel very much at ease. She didn't make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth, and she was just very easy to talk to. She not only found a dentist, she found a friend. I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright, beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Christmas elves used to dread hearing people sing jingle bells because we knew it meant crunch time for us at the North Pole. Put on your big boy tights. That is until we heard about Fun for All Family Fun Park's holiday half-off sale. Purchase online or in park Monday, December 17th through Thursday, December 20th. Now you save a ton of money and we save a ton of time. I started collecting samurai swords. Okay. Learn more at funforall.com backslash half-off. Hey, good news. The Philippines and the United States have reached a rare meeting of the minds. Both are enthralled. The church bells seized by the United States have been returned to the Philippines after 117 years. How about that? These bells were taken during the uh, First World War uh, and and even before that uh, as retaliation for the uh, the Philippines and their involvement uh, in the war. So we stole the church bells? Yes. Okay. Uh 
Saturday ceremony, the president of the, of the Philippines, Roberto Durante, pulled a rope that rang the smallest of the three bells, arrayed in an outdoor auditorium that overflowed with military officials, U.S. veterans, citizens, and clergy. Uh, the United States stopped short of an apology, but they have acknowledged that returning the bells was quite simply the right thing okay. to do. All right, good. Yes. Thank goodness. Uh-huh. Where are you reading that from? This is uh, from uh, this is from Twitter. Mm, okay. mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Facebook. Twitter from NPR.org. All right. Little NPR there. Mm-hmm. Very nice. It would be easy for us to say, well, what the heck were taking their church bells going to do? What do you mean? But. What? Oh, what do you mean? Yeah, we should have returned these bells. Well, we, yeah, I'm, I'm saying that you never, I'm, I'm saying it's easy for us in hindsight to look back at that decision of oh. taking them in the first place and say, well, that was dumb. But. You know, or, but you know, we weren't there, and no. we don't know. Right, and so I hesitate to bring my morality and decisions into decisions that happened a long time exactly. ago. Exactly, especially us sitting here in a studio exactly. in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, commenting on uh, little-known facts. Exactly. So I think I'd be happy to just be happy. Yeah, of course. Who doesn't love the church bell, right? Don't, don't you wish your church had church bells? Oh, I sure. Every time I, you know, you don't get to hear church bells nearly enough. I love enough. that sound. I do too. Don't you love when you watch like something that happens in England, whether it's a wedding or whatever, oh, and you hear those bells. bells and you think, oh, Yes, please. We all need more bells at every opportunity. Except the bells from my phone. I don't want any more of those. Ring-a-ling-ding-ding. Ring-a-ding-ding. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Another day of mounting losses on Wall Street as the Dow Jones Industrial Average slumped over 500 points. The second straight drop of 2% and the fourth big drop this month. Correspondent George Bonzani reports. There are a host of reasons offered, but financial analyst Hillary Kramer suggests that right now the market is feeding off its own fears, causing a downward pull. I think the volatility is really, in, in and of itself, spooking the market. Hillary Kramer edits the financial newsletter Game Changers in cooperation with Salem Media, parent company of SRN News. Oil dropped under $50 a barrel today. Health stocks declined on the legal decision against Obamacare. There was uncertainty about what the Fed will do on interest rates this week and the possible government shutdown. Again, the Dow down by 508 points, the Nasdaq dropping 157, the S&P lower by 54. This is SRN News. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. 
Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. If you could do something to protect your family with just 10 minutes effort, would you bother? If something should ever happen to you, that 10-minute effort could mean the difference between hardship and financial security for your loved ones. Life insurance is something most people don't like to think about. Too many people do nothing until it's too late. The reason? People expect it'll be a big hassle. Ethos changes all that. Ethos is modern life insurance for people who don't have the time for fine print, extra doctor's appointments, or hidden fees. Ethos is affordable. It only takes about 10 minutes to apply online, and you'll be taking the first step in ensuring your family has the help they need to maintain the life you're building for them, even if the unexpected happens. Ethos brings you choices that don't require an in-person meeting with an agent, and in most cases, there's no need for a doctor's appointment. Ethos, life insurance for the 21st century. Apply online in just 10 minutes. Get a free quote now at GetEthos.com. That's GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And with my pillow, you can enjoy the most wonderful sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and I've been enjoying a great night's sleep for years thanks to my pillow. And believe it or not, it's still in as good a shape as it was when I took it out of the box. That's because Mike Lindell, creator of MyPillow, made it machine washable and dryable, and his patented interlocking fill guarantees it will never lose its shape. If you've never tried MyPillow, now's the perfect time with Mike's holiday four-pack special. Just call 1-800-961-9207. Mention promo code WORD and get two MyPillows plus two go-anywhere pillows for one low price. Exclusive for this offer, you'll get free holiday shipping, and they're even extending their money-back guarantee on the four-pack through March 1st of 2019. Plus, it comes with a 10-year warranty. Mention promo code WORD when you call 1-800-961-9207 or enter it when you visit MyPillow.com today. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's Severe Acute Malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now, but they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to Save the Children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836, 888-884-4836, that's 888-884-4836. You can give online at savechildrentoday.org. Patchy clouds expected for tonight with the low dropping down to 26 degrees and chilly day for tomorrow with a mixture of clouds and sunshine, a high near 35 in the afternoon. As we get into your Tuesday night, mainly clear and the low dropping down to a chilly 24. Lots of sunshine expected throughout the day on Wednesday, becoming milder in the afternoon as we get to a high near 45. I'm AccuWeather's Samantha Walp on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Very good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along for the Monday edition 
of the ride home. Feels good, doesn't it? Sure does. Doing a full show here. The Steelers won uh, yesterday. Yeah, we're going to talk about it at 425. Mm-hmm. Let you hear some uh, of the most... 525, sorry. The most yeah. spectacular audio of last night. Very nice. And it's wonderful to have so many cuts to pick from because yes. it was just such a great game. It was, yeah. Which is why I'm wearing my black and gold. Terrifying. And why you're wearing blue. <laughs> What is that? I don't know. I, I don't dress like you dress. Like I, it, clearly. I mean, seriously. I, <laughs> I, I'm John Hall. I don't dress like you dress, nor you dress like I dress. I mean, every time Cass always wearing her Steeler stuff. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm a fan. I, I'm a fan, too. You're, I just don't own anything. Your fanness is maybe not I don't think quite so. in full bloom. It's not like sort of my fandom is not, you know, sort of calibrated by my wardrobe. Honest it's just not. Pete. I mean, okay, it just isn't. There you go. It's the same. It's true. That's the uh, John Hall fashion rules. All right. As we approach Christmas, the season that uh, we are already in and uh, the fruition of which is going to come next week, we often forget the emphasis of uh, the changed emphasis that Jesus brought to the story. So when we actually look further back at pre-Christian traditions, especially in Europe, we find that the holiday season was not this type of like warm gift giving you know sit around a warm fire and be familial no like we think of now it's terrifying it was really awful leave it to the europeans joshua gill joins us joshua is the religion reporter for the daily caller hey joshua welcome to the show how you doing today Doing well. How are you? Real good, thanks. Yeah, Joshua, we're so, we're so happy to have you with us so that you can tell us these horrible stories. Holy smokes, yeah. So uh, you wrote this really interesting piece, Here Are Europe's Most Terrifying Christmas Traditions. And you're not kidding. Yeah. So, Joshua, before we even get into that, what, what made you write something like this? I mean, just to sort of peel back the, uh, the, the, the terror and the insanity that other people sort of go through in the Christmas season. Well, yeah, I mean, they're really very unique traditions. And, uh, you know, everybody knows about Santa Claus. They know about the North Pole. They know about here in America. It's a very merry time. But, uh, you know, you know, not many people know about these uh, sort of more, I guess, punitive traditions. Yes, yeah. Um, like Krampus and Frau Perkta from Germany. And uh, so I just thought it'd be something that's unique and interesting for our readers. Very much so. Yeah, well, you know, I want to leave. Job. I want to leave Frau Perkta for the end because I feel like that's just the culmination of all of it. So, <laughs> what do you think we start with, Krampus? Sure. Yeah. Um, so, Krampus, he's an interesting figure. He's a he's a half goat, half demon figure mm-hmm. uh, that they say in Germany, Austria, and Hungary, and even the Czech Republic. Uh, you know, he sort of accompanies Saint Nicholas, and if you're bad, if you're not a good kid. He'll kidnap you. In some versions of the tale, he'll beat you uh, and whisk you away to the forest. In mm-hmm. fact, I think there's one tradition, oddly enough, where he'll whisk you away to Spain. To uh, Spain? I don't know why that's a bad thing. <laughs> so maybe you could appear in the Miss Universe pageant. <laughs> Wait, so so Krampus, that, so all wow. these things we're talking about, Joshua, does Krampus, that, that myth still exists today? People kind of go, hey, Santa Claus is coming, but if you're not good, the sidekick's going to get you. Yeah, yeah, he's very much still alive and kicking in Germany. Uh, they have an entire day called Krampusnacht, uh, which I think is December 5th. And uh, these guys, usually they're young men, will dress up as this half-goat, half-demon figure and parade down the streets and usually scare little children. Mm. Um, yeah, not um, not my idea of a great Christmas time. Right. Okay, let's move, on. Let's move on to Belsnickel. Oh yeah, because that's just that's just fun to say. 
<laughs> yes, it is. I think my first, the first time I came across Belschnickel was, of course, The Office. Um, the Office, Dwight the TV Cruz. show. Yeah, yeah. I had never heard of Belschnickel before that. Wait, no, 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 wait, no, wait, wait. That must have been on a later season. I think I only made it through three or four. Where, what, tell me about Belschnickel in The Office. Oh, Dwight Schrute. You know the character. Oh, yeah, of course. He's Belschnickel, and he comes into the office um, and just, you know, shenanigans ensue. Right, of course. You don't even have to describe any more of them. Of course. Um, But, yeah, he's another another German tradition, and he's still very popular with the Pennsylvania Dutch. Um, He's a little less scary than, uh, you know, the Krampus because he's generally thought of as just a man who dresses in fur, Sometimes they call him the Christmas lady, oddly enough, because he'll dress up in sort of flowy clothing. Um, but what he'll do is he'll go around with, you know, bags full of candy for the good children and switches for the bad children. And in some traditions, he'll switch the bad children. In other traditions, oddly enough, he'll throw the candy out, wait for the children to come, and then he'll start switching them sort of lightly on the back. It's said to uh, bless them or have some sort of charm. Bill Snickel. So it's, yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So let's let's go to um, the Germans have it going on. Yeah, you would do not want to mess around. I want to go into Iceland here because these people are nuts. Mm -hmm. Um, So is this Grilla? Yes, Grilla. Yeah, it gets a little bit more uh, violent when you get to uh, to Iceland, doesn't it? It does. Maybe uh, just because they're very cold. (laughs) It very well could be. I mean, they actually a lot of these myths come from uh, the fear of winter and mm. what that represented as a, as a threat to the people. I mean, if you think about it, living way back then, uh, winter brought on food shortages and cold, um, sometimes disease. So, but Grilla was a troll, a, a giantess who was believed to be able to sense bad children all year long. And during the winter time around Christmas time, she would leave her home in the mountains and she would hunt down bad children kidnap them, take them back to her home, and eat them. Usually turn them into a stew. That's sweet. And what about her cat? Uh, her cat. You know, that's funny. That's a, That one is a mouthful. It's very hard to pronounce. Um, I think it's, it's pronounced Yola Kurturin, or Yola Kurturin, and it just means Yule cat. Uh, it's a giant cat that goes around preying on people who haven't bought new clothing. Um, really? And just, John. <laughs> It pays to be fashionable in Iceland, I guess. Uh, I guess it does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so wait. Now, the cat is prowling around looking for people that aren't wearing new clothes? Yeah. Uh, the theory is that this myth was kind of invented to encourage people to work harder around the holidays. Because, of course, if you work harder and you work more, you earn more money. And you can buy new clothes. Hmm. Hmm. Sounds like a credit card company scam. It does. It's a Capital One, something like that. Okay, so let's go to let's go to Frau Percha. Yeah, because this is the one I'm just so excited this about. Because this is a sweet. This is one of those warm, beautiful stories of the holidays. <laughs> no, it is the opposite of that. Yeah, not exactly fun for the whole family. This no. uh, Frau Percha. So she's an interesting one. She's one who's directly tied to an Alpine pagan goddess. Uh, we think uh, Frigga or Frigia. Um, and the story goes that, I mean, she comes around um, around Christmas time again. Usually they would, they would call it Yule, was the, what they celebrated before Christmas. And if she encountered good, good children, she'd give them a silver coin. But if she encountered bad children as she was roaming the countryside, uh, she would cut them open, take out their organs, and fill them full of straw and pebbles. 
Holy smokes. <laughs> that is rough. It is. I mean, by comparison, yeah. we have nothing like this in the United States. We've, got, we've fallen so far afield of this terror. We're all about the good times. Well, we do have Twitter. Yeah, we do have that, right, yeah. <laughs> People are verbally disemboweled, it would seem, on a daily basis there. Yeah. All right, so, so tell us then, uh, Joshua, about – we hear that Europe is – more secularized than even America. America's kind of on the same track, but Europe got there first. So as as Christianity is receding in Europe, are pagan stories like this on the rise? In some senses, they are. They're, in certain countries, you do have a return to, I mean, we would call it neo-paganism, but just sort of this resurgence of old pagan ideas. And I think a lot of this also goes back to the fact that, um, I mean, there have been reports, I think the Pew Research Center came out, with uh, a survey not too long ago that showed that uh, you know, a lot of Europeans would identify culturally as Christian, but they might not necessarily engage in the spiritual practices or uh, a deeper understanding of what those practices uh, imply or say about their worldview. Hmm. Um, so, you know, given this sort of hodgepodge, a lot of it goes back to, you know, what do I identify as uh, nationally? You know, if you're, say, in Germany... If your culture and your history is tied to these traditions and you're very proud about being a German, then, of course, um, you know, people are going to go back to that and say, like, this is these are the traditions I keep up and engage in. I see. Well, well truly, they are terrifying. And to be honest, Joshua, we knew nothing, nothing about this, nothing, nothing at all. Yeah, so, so, so thank you for this has been a lot of fun and really disturbing. Yes, it is. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, the pleasure is ours. Uh, Joshua Gill, he's the uh, religion reporter for The Daily Caller. Highly recommended. Mr. Grinch, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. 101.5 WORD, Dr. Michael Youssef. Are you wounded? Here's the bomb. Are you hungry? Here's the bread of life. Are you thirsty? Here's the living water. Are you facing the gathering storm? Here's the anchor. Are you being condemned? Here's your pardon. That's our God. Do you know him? Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth on leading the way. Tomorrow morning at 630 on 101.5 WORD. I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. We've created a new way to protect you from unpredictable interest rates. Our exclusive rate shield approval. First, we lock your interest rate for up to 90 days. Then if rates go up, your rate stays locked. But if rates go down, your rate drops. Either way, you win. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Racial approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Obamacare, Trumpcare, ACA, COBRA. There's so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind. Expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years. Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Worried about the penalty? Marley Financial plans are all penalty exempt. 
Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60 percent, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to say the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. Give your praise team a rich professional sound. Hear every word of the pastor's sermon in crystal clear audio. Communicate through sharp, vibrant HD video. Kinetics AV has designed some of the largest sound systems in the country. They also design audio-visual solutions for the most basic needs of the smallest rural church. From full system installation to repairs, consulting, and on-site training, this is how Kinetics is moving sound forward. At KineticsAV.com. GEICO presents eyewitness interviews with inanimate objects. This is Belinda Collins, live on the scene of a recent hailstorm. Here to describe the event, a football. Bro, I was just hanging on the roof when this gnarly storm starts dropping baseball-sized hail. I mean, the shingles got beat up. A few windows looked broken. It was savage. Did you do anything to help? Nah, bro. I was in survival mode. Your football can't help you in a hailstorm, but the GEICO Insurance Agency can help you get covered for personal property damage. Call GEICO to see how affordable homeowners insurance can be. Okay, so here uh, today's the 17th. We are so close to Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, happy. Uh, most of my Christmas shopping is done. I- I've been in a really sort of Christmas frame of mind. Now, on the flip side of that, I know a lot of people, this is not a season, Mm-mm. the Christmas season is a the season they look forward to because there's a lot of pain, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of sorrow in people's lives. And so to feel the pressure of, hey, I, you know, all of a sudden I've got to click into another gear here and be something that I'm not, it's it just anathema to a lot of different people. So how do you celebrate Christmas with a broken heart? Brittany Salmon is with us. She's a writer, an advocate for adoption. She writes on faith and family at BrittanySalmon.com. And she wrote a piece exactly this, Celebrating Christmas with a Broken Heart. Brittany, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Real good, thanks. This is a great topic. Mm -hmm. The timing couldn't be better. Yes, yes. I mean, the holidays are so hard for many. And it's something that just gets overlooked until somebody speaks it or give people the permission to speak it out loud. And so I think it's a really important thing around this time of year. Right. Brittany, it wasn't until I spent one Christmas in uh, the hospital with my dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was about five or six years ago. Um, My father-in-law got sick on Christmas Eve the same day my my dad got sick. They both ended up in different hospitals on different sides of the state. My husband had to take off to go be with his dad. On Christmas Day. On Christmas Eve. I had to be here uh, on Christmas Eve with my dad in the hospital. That was the first time I really hated Christmas. And I hate to say that, but I feel like it needs to be said because people are afraid to say it. And even though they feel that way, they attach a sense of guilt to it. And I don't think it necessarily needs to be that way because I just think it's a normal reaction when it seems like the whole society is pressing in on you to be happy and you're just not. Yes, absolutely. 
I think, I mean, honestly, I think you you hit the nail on the head about what a lot of Americans are feeling right now. It's the first holiday season where maybe at the dinner table or the holiday tradition that they usually have, there's an empty seat. Or maybe this is just another year where a couple is not seeing the lines on a pregnancy test that they would really were hoping to see or waiting for a placement for an adoption, and it just hasn't happened. People all around us are suffering, whether it's through disease, illness, death sin and brokenness. I think, you know, if we look at our current country and the state of just how divisive people can be, what we're seeing are, are broken people hurting and crying out. And so I think this time of year is really hard. Um, and, and you don't get it until you walk through it, kind of like what you just said. You don't get it till you go through a season like this and you go, oh my goodness, I used to love Christmas. Now, why is it so hard? Right. Okay. So then, Brittany, to navigate through this season, if you do have a broken heart, you've given some tips. And the first thing you talk about in celebrating Christmas with a broken heart is you talk about this I love because you've given permission, essentially, that it's okay to do Christmas differently this year. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think one of the things that my family is big on is family traditions. And all of a sudden, whenever I went through just such a dark and difficult season, is realizing that some of those traditions, those extra things that we do, that we connect to the holiday, they can actually be really hurtful. And so what I did the year whenever I just walked through, our family was just walking through a tough season, is we said no to the extra stuff. And we really tried to focus on events and gatherings that pointed our eyes to Christ and to that baby in the manger, to really our hope, who's going to one day right all wrong. And so that was what we did that year. We said, okay, no to the extra Christmas parties, no to certain traditions that really didn't point back to the cross. Um, but we said yes to things like an Advent service with our church family. We said yes to family dinners where we could be raw and real and let people who are walking alongside us speak the hope of the gospel over us. And we said yes to fun things too, but the things that were triggers, we gave ourselves the freedom to say no to mm-hmm. that year. Yeah, I think that's just wise. It's it's self-preservation. And I think it also, I don't know, it kind of helps you to look at the, you know, all the crazy pomp and circumstance and excess of Christmas, maybe the way we should be looking at it, which with it just kind of seems like way too much and kind of silly. Absolutely. Yes. And that was what we learned um, in reflecting, you know, a couple of years later, I was looking back going, wow, that holiday season was actually one of my favorites. It didn't feel like it when we were walking through it, but looking back and seeing the things that we cut out and the things that we said yes to, it was actually one of our favorite holiday seasons. But we've kept some of those practices of saying no to some of the extra now, even though we're in a season of joy and celebration, we've tried to kind of cut cut back on the excess and really try to focus on what matters. That's good. Brittany Salmon's with us. We're talking about her piece that she wrote, Celebrating Christmas with a Broken Heart. So another thing you talk about, Brittany, is that you can surround yourself with truth this season. What does that look like for you? How do you what do you mean by that? So surrounding yourself with truth is one of the things that I think all of us need to be doing, but especially if you're in a season um, of hardship and suffering there are so many messages that are tossed at us right now, whether it's through TV, social media, um, commercials, the Internet, friends. Whenever you're in a season of crisis, I think, again, kind of similar as to the event, we cut out those extra things and really keep the, the messages that are important and, and they're going to speak life over us. And so what I did was um, I chose to – I had a really hard time reading during seasons of suffering. I'm a reader by nature, but I just kind of cut out the extra books 
and I read my scripture, my Bible when I could. I stuck to the Psalms and Lamentations, um, and I listened to music, and I listened to messages, and I listened to pastors, and I listened to friends who would speak truth into my life. Um, I, for many years, when it came to the type of music and things I listened to, I had a really broad base of music, and during those seasons, I really just kind of focused in on music that just mattered and spoke the truth of the gospel over our mm-hmm. lives and our family. That's so good. we would be in the car, and there was only one station I would listen to. We'd be in um, our house, and I would have a couple CDs that I would listen to on rotate because I knew that I wanted messages that matter and messages that were hopeful and messages that tr- spoke the truth of the gospel over me and my family's lives. That's good. So it sounds like you're talking about there's some sort of, you were looking for some sort of uh, purity, right? I mean, purity of the gospel and the and the streams that delivered that purity to you gave you some strength in those tough, those tough yes. times. Absolutely. That's a great way of saying that. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so to have a season to, uh, with a broken heart, of course, people go through this. I, I think this is really great advice, that you're also saying that you, people should step away from all social media this time of year. Yeah. Because everybody's posting their beautiful pictures and all the, of yeah. the perfect families and the beautiful children and the awesome food, and they're all wearing nice outfits. So if you're feeling bad and you see that, it you makes feel, you feel worse. It makes you hate yourself even more. Yes. Yes, I think that that is the absolute best thing that you can do is just um, limit what you're, again, it's back to the top one, limiting what you're putting inside your mind. Um, I found that I love social media, but during that season, I found the sense of jealousy and comparison and insecurities. They just creep into my life. And the best way to fight it was to cut it out until I could get to a a good, stable place where I could reengage in a healthy manner. Um, it doesn't mean you have to go out with a bang and make this huge announcement. I just quietly disappeared for a few weeks. I deleted the apps from my phone. Um, and I kept that way actually for a couple of months until I was at a really good place to where I could re-engage in a healthy manner. That's good. It's just really practical stuff. Yeah, it is. Right? It doesn't, and the other thing I, I've thought often, and I appreciate your tone in talking about this, is just because it's a hard season for me doesn't mean that I need to make it a hard season for everybody because we're all in a different place when it comes to yeah. Christmas or whatever it is. And, um, and so our, you know, it doesn't all revolve around us, I guess is, is, is yeah. a way to look at it. And so if social media or whatever it is is causing you to think even more about your own circumstance, then ditch it for a while. Yeah, it's good. Exactly, exactly. Well, Brittany, thanks an awful lot. We really appreciate uh, your wisdom, your thoughts here. Um, Brittany Salmon, uh, celebrating Christmas with a broken heart. Find out more about her at uh, BrittanySalmon.com. Brittany, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Really, it is. Yeah, I mean, you got a broken heart. Everybody goes through those seasons. You can take different steps here to minimize that pain. Castle Toys and Games in Beaver, Wexford, and Oakmont wishes you a warm and merry Christmas filled with imagination and delight that lasts long after the presents are opened. And may your new year be blessed with more time to play and laugh together with games and toys that bring everyone in your whole family around the table. Warmest wishes to you and yours from Castle Toys and Games, your local independent toy store serving area families since 2005 in Beaver, Wexford, and Oakmont at castletoysandgames.com. 
This is Pastor Ben Kendrew of Hillside Christian Community in Carnegie, inviting you to step away from the hustle and bustle and join us for worship as we contemplate the amazing God who took on human flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. We welcome you to Hillside this Christmas Eve for a family-friendly contemporary candlelight service from 6.30 to 7.30. May the peace of God be yours this Christmas from your friends at Hillside Christian Community. Hey, just ask your delivery guy. Or the guy who built your delivery guy's house. Or the guy who laid the highway for the guy who built your delivery guy's house. Ford Commercial Vehicles can handle the job. During commercial vehicle season, save on Transit, Transit Connect, E-Series, Super Duty, and Medium Duty trucks. Ford trucks and vans. Year after year, America's best-selling line of commercial vehicles because they're built Ford Tough. Claim based on IHS market calendar year 1985 through 2017. U.S. tip registrations excluding registrations to individuals. See your dealer for details. Since childhood, Brooklyn has struggled with debilitating anxiety, but she found comfort on the radio. It was like every single time God was just telling me again, I'm here for you. And Focus was that ministry he used to be that voice I needed in that exact moment of time. I'm Jim Daly. Give the gift of family to help more people like Brooklyn. And when you give today, your donation will be doubled. Call 800-A-FAMILY. Just this week, I had a dream that I haven't had in a while. I bet I haven't had it in a year, but that I have had multiple times over the years. And that is that I'm on my way to one of my finals in college and I realize that I haven't been to the class. (laughs) Ever. Okay, ever. Or I was there the first day to get the syllabus and never went back. So you got nothing. Now, listen, I can change this dream so many times in my head. It's a different building. It's a different class. It's a different professor. But the... The common link between every one of these dreams I've had over the years is the abject terror of them. I mean, it's like I am back. And I don't even think that finals were that horrible for me in retrospect. But they must have been so traumatizing at the time that all these years later, I am still having this dream. Yeah, finals are hard. And I think for most college students... Unless you're, you know, some sort of high scholar, they do create a lot of terror. Even Look, if you are a high scholar, they might even create more terror. Could be. Okay. So this week is finals week at most colleges, but especially because we have kids at Grove City College, mm-hmm. we're tracking this very carefully. I was talking to my son the other day who's a junior at Grove City. He said, Dad, this is a very hard time for me. Please pray for me daily. Mm. And of course, I'm praying for him right. daily, thinking about him because Grove City College, they is a demanding academic atmosphere. That's well said. It, really it is, is demanding, right? This is not for the faint of heart. So if you send your child to Grove City College, you know that that kid's going to get a really excellent education. But around that, my son's going to not be afraid or ashamed to say, hey, pray for me, knowing that he's with a group of guys who are all praying with each other. And when it comes time for the rubber to meet the road, mm-hmm. they're going to do excellent work in those finals as well. The two things together, Christ and academics, they flourish at Grove City College. And how much would it matter to you to know that your kid's professor said, hey, you know what? As the final's coming up and as you're studying, please know that as your teacher, I'm praying for you guys. Very nice. Okay, so for everybody going through finals right now, we're praying for you, but especially for all those Grovers, praying for you heavy duty. Grove City College online at gcc.edu. Please pray. (laughs) 
Patchy clouds expected for tonight with the low dropping down to 26 degrees. And chilly day for tomorrow with a mixture of clouds and sunshine, a high near 35 in the afternoon. As we get into your Tuesday night, mainly clear and a low dropping down to a chilly 24. Lots of sunshine expected throughout the day on Wednesday, becoming milder in the afternoon as we get to a high near 45. I'm AccuWeather's Samantha Walp on 101.5 Word FM. Last night's one of those evenings you treasure. One of those evenings when you look back on horrible Steeler losses, inexplicable losses really, to the Denver Broncos or to the Oakland Raiders. And last night makes them bearable. No, I disagree. Okay. The only way I treasure that is, have you ever been on a bad airplane flight where you've been buffeted back and forth and people are you know, reaching for those little sick bags and mm-hmm. then finally the flight lands and you go, Lord, I treasure, I treasure terra firma. Thank you for getting me through this. That's what that game was like yesterday. Mm-hmm. I despise it. I really – why am I watching this? I truly – I do. I despise it. It's hard to be a fan. Now, up until the – I confessed this earlier. The very last play of the game, I thought we were going to lose. Of course. I expected to lose. Because three weeks in a row, right. we've been doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And why should we possibly tolerate that? Right. However, the good news is it was the Patriots – and crybaby Tom Brady. And it, it's just so much sweeter knowing the, the horrible things that we were subjected to. You know, even 12 months ago with the Jesse James thing. I mean, that was such that was a highway robbery yes. that we did not win that game. I still bother, like even talking about it makes me so angry. I agree. I mean, when, when you talk about it, you sort of feel like you're a Cleveland Browns fan. That's all I'm saying. But here's the thing. We're in a new we're in a new place. We're in a new space. Yep. Because it was a great victory last night. John, I know you watched the whole game. No, actually, I did not watch the whole game. What? So, you know, the first touchdown reception by the Patriots, the guy was wide open. He ran 65 yards. Did you seriously think to yourself the final score is going to be 52-7? I thought for sure. Okay. <laughs> so the second period, the second uh, qu- quarter. Quarter. Yeah, second, sorry. All of a sudden, you were in hockey. Yeah, second uh, period started. Second Sorry. <laughs> Second quarter started, and I said to myself, I got up, I stood up, and I said, I'm taking the dog for a walk. And I did. You left the game. I did. I left the game behind. I didn't put it on pause. I just walked away, and I took a nice- Did you take the radio with you? No. I took a nice leisurely walk with my dog, and we sauntered through the neighborhood. I saw the game on How in several- How do you live with yourself? You know what? I It's called self-care. And I was very healthy. I felt really good about it. When I came back home, the second quarter was over, and the Steelers were up 14-7, to and I was calm, and I sat down and watched the rest of the game. And they won. I think I saved myself a few months of life. Because... You're going to die early by it suffering was, along with that. I mean, I got to be honest with you. You might be onto something because that was awful. It was awful. So please do yourself a favor. It was Take agony the dog up until the very last bit. Yeah. Okay. Now, Mike. Now you watched the whole game. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Absolutely <laughs> what? not. What did In you fact, do? Wrong with you? My people. wife did. My my wife turned around. I said, "What are you doing?" What are you doing? Just shut it off. We're going to lose. No, 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 you no. Bo- no. You're, I had I'm that mindset. Saying, you're a Debbie Downer. What? I, I'm not a Debbie Downer. I'm just. We lost against the Miami Dolphins. But you got to stick with the team. The I'm just Oakland taking a little Raiders? break from the, you know, from the turmoil. That's all. It's just for my mental health. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they're going to lose. You guys, look. Either you're committed or not. I'm committed. That, you're, 
You're not committed, committed if you're walking your dog during the game. No, I'm thinking about them. You th- <laughs> oh, I'm sure they appreciate it. All the thoughts. Thoughts. My, my positive thoughts yeah. coming your way. Great. That's right. right. Forget it. Mike's in, Mike's in the other room doing a Christmas present. Good. Almost. See? He's got his priorities straight. Loving on his wife. I watched That's right. every single play of that game. Yeah. And look at your nervous record. Look I at your nails. I know. Uh, they look like you know. I know. I got to be honest. Holes. My ringworm was getting worse. Oh. Look. I got... <laughs> <laughs> That's all of the story. Really, is all of the story. The only respite I had, uh-huh. and I know you've you've chosen this path often before. Mm-hmm. Twitter can be very interesting, encouraging, and fun during a game like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. So I, I, that that was my it only respite. But help. otherwise, all I have to say. Oh, can we hear the play of the game? Can oh, you please pull is up there the a play uh, of the game? Oh, yes, yeah, has to be. Well, there are several plays well, of the game, yeah, but I say I say the interceptions of play of the, the game. What do you think? Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, here we go. The pressure. Brady heaves it, and is it intercepted? He came down with it, and the feet down for Hayden, intercepted. Oh, oh my goodness. gosh. It was like a piece of art, watching oh. him go up there in slow motion, two hands, grab the ball, come down perfectly, two feet in bounds. Very nice. Oh, my I mean, you cannot gosh. underestimate the amount of vitriol aimed at Tom Brady from us Steeler fans. I mean, and to it's see all well-deserved. Of course, it's very well-deserved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. Who's a multimillionaire and one of the greatest athletes in the history of the world and married to a supermodel. Right, I mean, and, always, and, and, and regularly beating us. Yes, I mean, exactly. come on. Who are we kidding? Since the turn of the century, I believe our record is um, we've won two games versus the Patriots, and we've lost 11 times. Okay, maybe three now, 11. right? Three, three okay, 11. maybe three and 11. All right, let's hear the last play of the game, Mike. Steelers drop back. Right around the first down yardage at the six. Weren't you sick? Oh, oh my gosh! Seriously, I mean seriously. Could you believe when no. that happened? I mean, it is like trying to kill a vampire. How it is? How could that have been the same Steeler defense that played the Oakland Raiders? The LA, how could that be possible? Well, you have to thank the Giants linebacker coach. Did you Why hear about this? No, no. What's this? According no. to Blitzberg Twitter, Steelers bring Steelers brought in a former Giants linebacker coach to help them give advice on the Patriots. Really? Okay. Great. I, I actually heard that uh, in the comment in, in, by the commentators during mm. the game too. Okay. What, about, what about the kicker? Well, when you weren't watching it, you heard that, Mike. Well, I was listening from the yeah. other room. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. My wife was watching. Mm. <laughs> hey, what about our kicker? Is he oh, gone? My Is he gosh. gone? Boswell? No, he's Is not he gone? gone. I don't think he's gone. You don't think so? Because takes the field for what will be a forty-eight yard attempt. Oh, he's missed from I had my head between my knees. Me too, of course. Poor guy. Poor guy. Kick by Boswell. It's good. Redemption oh Sunday, Sunday for that guy. Very good. God bless him. You don't think he's gone? You don't no, because there's no. Who are they going to replace him with? Well, they brought some guys in, but they decided they, they decided against him. Yeah, They'd, I know everybody feels bad for him, but the, the fact of the matter is, he's 27. He's got a six million dollars signing bonus. Okay, so, so I mean, so, he may be out of a job, but you know, he's got. I don't think he's so. got some security. He kicked us a 48 yarder to win the game. He looked like he was 14. He he's got to be terrified as well. Of course he is. You know, he it's is. an awful feeling oh, to have to worst. perform and not be able to do You're it. You're talking it's about terrible. your dream. Imagine the dreams the poor exactly. guy exactly. Really, exactly. Really, it is. It's okay, so the good horrendous. news is, and I need to correct myself because earlier in the show, I said that the Steelers and the Saints had the Sunday night game next weekend, and I was wrong about that. Classic Mike had to come in and say that I was wrong. It's a four o'clock game. Four thirty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right. So. Yeah, so, but here's the good news, is that the Saints are playing tonight. They are playing, 
why did I forget Carolina, Panthers. Carolina Panthers, who've been on a downward spiral since the Steelers beat them. Okay. But we're rooting deeply for the Panthers tonight because we want the Saints to be unbelievably exhausted and completely depleted such that when they play the Steelers on Sunday, they're at a tremendous disadvantage. Let us hope so. I mean, you know, yeah, please do. Okay, we'll take a quick break, come back. Um, remember uh, Purity Rings? Uh, Pastor Nadia Bowles Weber oh, wants to melt them down mm-hmm. and turn them into something else. So we'll talk about that next. Stick around, please. WORD. It was the one herald of the Messiah's birth that didn't utter a single word or even make a sound. So what exactly was that star over Bethlehem? That's just one topic John MacArthur examines in detail this week. Join him as he helps prepare you for next week's Christmas holiday with a look at the birth of the King on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. You're a good mom. You've tried every parenting tip in the book, but nothing seems to stick. Your child is smart, but just can't sit still and focus. Or maybe you know that something is just off. If your child just can't do things you think he should be able to, there is a reason. Brain Balance can help. For over 10 years, the Brain Balance program has helped kids just like yours. This customized program doesn't just mask your child's issues, but gets to the root of the problem. If your child is not making friends, is disruptive in school, or life just seems a lot harder than it needs to be, it's not that he's not trying. He just can't change what he can't control. The Brain Balance Program can help. If you feel your child falling further and further behind in school, don't wait. Call your local center today and find out how Brain Balance can build the strong foundation your child needs for a brighter future. Visit BrainBalance.com for the center nearest you. Christmas at the Spring House in 84 means lots of activities. Although we don't look like elves, we certainly feel like Santa's helpers as we go about our daily chores. In the bake shop, we're making pie dough and pie fillings from scratch to produce the best homemade pies you've ever tasted. The favorites are raspberry, apple crumb, caramel walnut, pumpkin, and sour cherry. And we're also doing all kinds of breads and cookies for gifts or just for good eating. In the basket-making area, we're putting together wonderful country gift baskets just popping full and topped with beautiful bows. We like to say they're no fluff. They're just filled with good stuff. In the smokehouse, we're smoking round the clock our own hickory-smoked hams, turkeys, and even salmon. And I almost forgot we're also making our own eggnog with fresh milk from our own cows, and it's wonderful. Throughout the Springhouse store, we're filled with country gifts that will delight the young and the young at heart. Come to the Springhouse in 84 for an old-fashioned Christmas. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to stay the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. Over two-thirds of Christian young people will step away from their faith while attending a non-Christian college or university. But Word FM and Salem Media Pittsburgh have a solution. Salem Media Pittsburgh has partnered with Judson University, a private Christian college, in offering a limited number of special grants designed to decrease the cost of tuition by over half. 
These tuition grants are available now. Call our tuition solution specialist at 412-503-4769 to reserve yours. 90 Bowles Weber. She is a, a Lutheran pastor mm-hmm. of um, of some critical acclaim in certain circles of Christianity. She's the author of uh, something called Accidental Saints, Finding God in All the Wrong People, and a, a new work is called Shameless coming out uh, soon. But she's she started this um what uh, this movement. She hopes it's a movement. And this is uh, at uh, NadiaBowlesWeber.com. Cast those purity rings into the fire. Send in your purity rings. Mail in your purity rings to be melted down into a special sculpture. In return, you'll receive a certificate of impurity, an impurity ring, and the support of all those ready to support a sexual reformation. So, um... For those of you that don't know what a purity ring is, this is something that I would say has been... A staple of a certain uh, kind of evangelicalism over the last 40 years. Um, it's a, a movement that encouraged young girls to... Uh, and guys. And guys. But it started with girls. And I think it was pushed more on girls or made it, it... Certainly girls felt more of the responsibility for it, I think, than guys did. Which was that, you know, you have this purity ring and you keep it and that's going to encourage you to maintain your virginity until you marry, and then you can present your purity ring to your husband. Oftentimes, the purity ring was given to a little girl by her dad, and so it's this kind of, you know, responsibility to your father and responsibility to God. And look, I'm not saying it's all bad, but I can certainly tell you for sure it's not all good, uh, simply because of the emphasis on purity um, at the expense of any understanding of grace, of mercy, of Or just... the complexity of human sexuality. Ex- there you go. Thank you. Took the, the words right out of my mouth. The culture, says uh, Nadia Bowlesweber, has left people with frayed wires when it comes to sexuality and desire. It suggests, she said, that in order to please God, you need to make sure that you're not even thinking sexual thoughts. Such teachings, whether explicit or implicit, were the hallmark of Christian-themed sexual abstinence programs that were common in evangelical youth culture for more than 40 years. But they contradict other biblical claims, said Bowlesweber, such as the idea that sexuality is a gift from God. Quote, what the church teaches is like a passive-aggressive test of our willpower. Like God is saying, you're going to be mm-hmm. designed this way, yeah. but if you love me, you'll ignore it, right? right? She says, it's pernicious. The lies we tell kids in God's name because of our own hangups. Okay, now here's the thing. I'm with her on that. Yeah. I think that there's wisdom in that. But the her attitude and the whole pendulum swing that she engages in is so extreme that it becomes ridiculous. Right, yeah. And unhelpful. Well... At least there is some semblance of balance to the conversation because, look, when you talk to – whether you talk to your daughters or my sons about sexuality, you talk to them from a reasoned perspective. Right. Do and you a, not? Yeah. And not to say that, you know, you're going to burn in hell if you have sexual desires. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Right. Right? Um, and I don't think that the, the purity ring movement tried to emphasize that. Right. I, and, and different people experienced that purity ring movement different ways, depending right. on who was giving the message. Yes. Right? So for some people, that was a really helpful thing, and it was really edifying. And for other people, it was a shame-based system. And right. so I, I think that as people rail against it, I also think they have to be careful that you, their experience isn't everybody's experience. 
Okay, so if Nadia Bowles-Weber is now going to melt down all these purity, she's saying, saying, send me your purity ring, and we're going to make a, a sculpture of a woman's anatomy, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, and she's going to send you, what, uh, another ring? An impurity a sil- ring. Yeah, an impure, a silicone ring. Uh, you, that that's doesn't help I mean. the conversation that's, either. You've gone to the other that's extreme. That's what I'm saying. Her ex, her extreme response just makes the whole thing stupid instead of allowing there to be actual conversation about it. Right. I, I, so the important thing is, and I think if you're a parent, you know, hopefully you know this, that you keep the lines of communication open between you and your child and that there is some some semblance of – Let's talk about this. Right, be, as weird or right. as uncomfortable as you might feel about this, it's important that we have this conversation. Yeah, because just be normal and talk to your kid about it. Right. Don't be weirdly afraid of the whole sexuality culture such that you're forcing your kids to, to agree to something they don't even really understand that's fear-based. Well, look, can you imagine right now, I mean, when you hand your kid, when your kid gets that first phone, heaven help us. You're handing them I some instrument that is it. so deeply involved in the sexual talk and conversation. Yep. I mean, all of a sudden, kids are in pornography mm-hmm. and um, any other number of things. So the more you talk about it, the sooner you talk about it, the, the better healthier it's better are. for everybody. Yeah, it really is. Not to make light of it or not right. to shame people or scare people or freak people out, right? right? I mean, right. And sexual if, and beings. If, and if you're one of the people who was harmed by the purity ring movement or culture or whatever. First off, I'm sorry about that. And I know many people who are in your shoes, who just, who received, who received shame based or shame inducing messages over and over again at the church of their origin. Wait, no, so roll this back a little bit. So then the message is you make a commitment to your purity. And right. if you fail, somehow you failed God. So then the, well, you the shame's failed God, impar- you failed your father, right. you failed your church, and there's really no way forward. Now, the uh, irony of this is this is the same church culture that has been stridently anti-abortion all this time, right? Right, right, right. Okay, so you're talking out of both sides of your mouth if you're church culture, right? You're saying that, okay, you should never, 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 never have sex until you're married. Okay, but if somebody does have sex, right, then we're going to what? Shame them, ignore them, whatever. And if should they become pregnant, all of a sudden we're supposed to be championing championing their decision to have a baby except that we've already shunned them and right. shamed them so we don't have any relationship with them i mean this is just something that we in the church have messed up and we need to figure out a healthful like full-throated understanding of what it means to be pro-life and that includes being pro-sexuality but not ebels weber but saying, not to this extreme because well, there are there are restrictions on what sexuality looks like from a biblical perspective because she's saying it's impossible to be pure so you might as well just do it but just be wise about it. exactly so that's not that's the sexuality either. that's prescribed in the scriptures no and that's not a safe place for kids to go it really isn't. It sure isn't. What, telling a 13-year-old, okay, well, you're going to have sex anyway, so just go ahead and do it. Just be safe about it. That's just not – look, that might be what the culture teaches. That's not what I believe. I've seen kids grow up. I've grown up myself. That's not a godly perspective. Okay, it so then this isn't. is coming our way. So this new work that she has is called Shameless. Here's, the, here's a, plus, uh, a press blurb. It says this. Christians are obsessed with sex. Now, oh, come on. Christians are obsessed with sex. Like it's different. Like like Muslims aren't obsessed with sex or, or agnostics aren't obsessed with sex. Here's what she said. Christians are obsessed with sex, but not in a good way. For generations, countless people have suffered pain, guilt, and judgment as a result of this toxic fixation on sex, the body. 
raw, intimate, and timely, Nadia Bowles-Weber's latest book offers a full-blown overhaul of our harmful and antiquated ideas about sex, gender, and mm-hmm. our bodies. Great. Here it comes. See, so basically, any mistake that the church has made, and believe me, there are many, we're just going to fix by doing the unbelievable opposite, right? And that's going to bring all the joy and, you know, And don't even get me started that, on the gender thing. Come on. Because here I mean, we just, go. Look, there ha- how simplistic are we? To think that it, if, if we didn't like the purity ring extreme, that we're going to like the Nadia oh, Balls Weber extreme. That works really well. I mean, tell me there's not some reasonable place in there where the Holy Spirit has spoken to people throughout all generations, throughout all time, and throughout every single culture to tell us how we express love for each other and how we care for ourselves as people. Amen. We're a holy people unto God. So if you're listening to the show and you're thinking, well, I'm not a Christian, I don't get that, well, that's fine. You don't have to. We'll take a break, come back. More conversation about obsessive sex next. Okay, just kidding. We got more ahead. <laughs> the Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Give your praise team a rich professional sound. Hear every word of the pastor's sermon in crystal clear audio. Communicate through sharp, vibrant HD video. Kinetics AV has designed some of the largest sound systems in the country. They also design audio-visual solutions for the most basic needs of the smallest rural church. From full system installation to repairs, consulting, and on-site training, this is how Kinetics is moving sound forward at KineticsAV.com. For victims of drunk and drug driving, our grief is unique, but you are not alone. Matt is here to help. Call our 24-hour victim helpline at 877-MAD-HELP or visit mad.org. That's M-A-D-D dot O-R-G. I love this time of year. Of course, you know, Christmas is next week. But around the end of the year, there's always sort of, you know, best movies, best books, all these mm-hmm. different lists and things that comes, comes our way. Uh, the people who are doing the uh, the wordsmiths work, the people who are the dictionary people, yeah. they always release the word of the year. And, of course, Dictionary.com has released their word of the year. Webster's has released their word of the year. Um, now there's a, a new word from, from uh, Webster about their 2018 word of the year, which is not unsurprising. Right. Okay. So this is a word that they judge as word of the year simply because that many people have put it into the search engine and tried to figure out what it means. Exactly. Right. So right. I don't know what this word means, but everybody's talking about it. So I'm going to look it up and they count all those over the year. And this is number one. Right. So the word of the year for 2018 is justice. Really? Which is the crux of some of the most gripping stories of the tw- last 12 months, according to the people at Webster, has been recognized for its central place in the public consciousness. Uh, U.S. publishing company Merriam-Webster has named its noun, this noun, the word of the year after a 74% spike in lookups compared to 2017. Okay. 
Well, I appreciate the fact that so many people hear a word and think, I'm not really sure I know what that means. Yeah. So what exactly is the the definition for justice? Um, So they're saying the concept of justice, this is from Merriam-Webster, the concept of justice was at the center of many of our national debates in the past year, racial justice, social justice, criminal justice, economic justice. Uh, In any conversation about these topics, the question of just what exactly we mean when we use the term justice is relevant and part of the discussion. Justice was among the most consulted words on Merriam-Webster's website throughout the year. The move follows Oxford Dictionary's decision to crown toxic as its word of the year and Dictionary.com's selection of misinformation as its winner. Misinformation, really? Okay. Yeah, misinformation. Hashtag fake news. That's fake news in one word. Right. Right. Okay. Well justice. So the hashtag Me Too movement has caused people to think about justice and yeah. talk about it. The Brett Kavanaugh hearings on both sides. Right. The Christine Blasey Ford and the Brett Kavanaugh side. Immigration debate. Immigration. About nationalism. Justice. Right. All those things. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, when you read your Bible, we read justice every day. You read we your Bible. We should read justice every day. Yeah. So it's good. It's good that the, the rest of the public is invested in what justice is. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a it's a worthy and noble conversation. Perhaps in 2019, we'll follow justice along a little closer. Hey, always a pleasure to be with you. Thanks so much. Listen, you can find us on the web, johnandkathyshow.com, on Facebook, the Ride Home with John and Kathy, and of course, wordfm.com. Always lots going on, which involve justice and Jesus. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.